Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right. You're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast and a reverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, that last episode was dynamite. There was this dynamite? really, really great voice. Yeah, it was yeah, Dustin's thank, Dynamite. I've been, I've been um, working this is a great on voice. voice. Yeah. Thank you. At the I've very beginning, at the gym. who read the whole thing about saying, like, welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. Really jazzed it up a lot. I love that sound. It's good. Mm-mm. Oh, and then there's also this uh, more more feminine voice, I would say. That, that was also very good. Yeah, that that was mine. I was trying to sound more like you. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit smoother. A <laughs> little, little bit like red velvet down my throat. Dustin, I'm not a big fan of red velvet cake. Have I ever told you that? Uh, that's because you just not find the right red velvet in your life, Stephen. Mm, no, it's because I'm a fan of chocolate. And every time you bite into red velvet, there's like a part of you in that dim lit reception that's like, oh man, this is chocolate. It's going to be awesome. Then you bite into it. It's red velvet. And you're like, what is this terrible garbage? Can we just talk a minute about what is red velvet? Like, is it velvet? Is it red? Is it food? It's definitely not food. I can tell you that much. <laughs> However, I can tell you this. One of my favorite ice creams is red velvet ice cream. And I, I don't even know why. But what is the taste of it? It's not, it's not like a chocolatey taste. It's like, what, what is the taste? Describe the flavor that you taste when you bite into red velvet. Steve, as my wife could attest, I'm, I'm really weird when it comes to ice cream because I don't like ice cream. I like things in ice cream. And so I mix it with peanut butter and the particular brand in question that I like, the red velvet ice cream, it's because it has chunks of red velvet cake in the ice oh, cream. Gross. Oh, gross. Mm. Yuck. My mouth is watering just thinking about this. Man, I am sorry to yuck on your yum, but that is yuck. You can yum on my yuck all day, Stephen. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, Dustin, let's push into follow-up. Last week... You and Corinne answered a question from Bill Johns. The question was about knowing if a couple was going to break up or divorce, if you could tell. Mm -hmm. Then you guys transitioned into talking about uh, whether or not you keep divorced couples' photos on your website. Now, I didn't hear it, but that original question of whether or not you keep divorced couples' photos on your website did come from Phantom producer Louis Novak. Louis did, Novak. Did you guys credit Phantom producer Louis Novak? Uh, so because I you know, if we forget to credit Phantom producer Louis Novak, we owe him 100% of the profit from that episode. <laughs> it's and in he, the contract. He's welcome to it. He is welcome to 100% of that. Sorry, I got like this random, random spammy text from like a fake bank saying my account was locked. Oh. But I don't have an account at said bank. That's right, listeners. We are recording during the day this time. Uh, we just wrapped up an interview with, um, well, let's talk about that. We got an interview coming down the pipeline a little bit later in the episode. It is with Joseph Fisher, Joe Fisher of Greetable. He is the founder. And the interview is about his company, Greetable, and the ways it can help out your business. And it is, it's an awesome company, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah. But first, Fantastic. But first, you're going to have to slog your way through a normal episode to get there. <laughs> Come with us on this journey, listeners. 
hold our hands, walk with us. So Dustin, last week, you and Corinne were talking about wedding planners and you guys basically threw them under the bus and said that they don't do anything, that you are the wedding planners. Do you, how comfortable do you here, feel with that statement? Locally, Stephen, locally. Local. In rural Indiana. Dustin and Corinne, wedding planners slash sometimes photographers. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be our new branding shift. Now, I even heard you guys say that uh, if the planner was getting in your way, if there was a planner, that you guys would just kind of take over and push the planner out of the way. Do you think that maybe the reason why you guys don't book a lot of weddings where planners are involved is because of the way you treat planners? No, not at all. Uh, I think we don't book a lot of weddings with planners because uh, the planners here locally are pretty useless. Um, and the damn Dustin hot take, mm. hot takes from Dustin today. Fort Wayne planners useless. Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne planners, you'd be on blast. You'd be on notice. This coming, this coming right after you said I accidentally shared about the podcast with Corinne on the Dustin and Corinne account, and then a bunch of my past brides listened, and I got notes from them uh, asking questions about <laughs> if the, if they were if their weddings clients, that we talked about, or if, yeah, other things like that. <laughs> And how you needed to watch what you were saying on the podcast going forward. And here you are, like, Fort Wayne planners, they're, ta- they're terrible. I can't watch what I'm saying because our, the listeners deserve to know that I am 100% honest all the time. Just tell it like it is. And uh, there's no censorship here, Steve. I'm sorry. But now, if I think a bride wanted to hire someone to help them with decor and decorating decisions... Now, I feel like that is what most of the quote-unquote planners um, really do here on a local level. And I'm like, that's, you know, more power to them. But where Corinne and I draw the line is where this, like, person who helped them make their little seating cards and helped them put easels up is now telling us where and when we need to be places when they have no clue what they're talking about. Mm. Now, however, when we work in, like, <laughs> Chicago or Indianapolis... <laughs> And we work with like legit planners who do this all the time. This isn't like something they do on the weekends when they're not working at Starbucks. Damn, Dustin, so many hot takes. <laughs> and, I, you know, then it's like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love working with planners um, who, you know, are organizing family photos and transitioning decor um, for specific photo related things. And they're letting us know exactly when and where things are happening. Uh, they're positioning Toast to be the most photo-esque location. I, we worked with a planner out of Indy that did that. That I was like, wow, this woman really knows her stuff. Who is um, that? Any, I, I have her postcard, car, business card around here somewhere, but she was awesome. Um, she does a lot of Bloomington IU weddings. Mm-hmm. And uh, we that's who Corinne and I were referencing on the podcast um, but yeah, and then we, you know, so we really only run into legit planners when we work in bigger markets in Fort Wayne. Um, like the big planner we work with here that it does a pretty good job. Um, she's actually a florist who has like an add-on package to her floral package where she'll be your wedding planner. So I mean, like all of these planners are like actually other people that are just like adding on like, hey, how much more of your wedding budget can I take? <laughs> and so they're not actually passionate or like you know, skilled in that area. It's just something they're like, well, I help you plan the wedding day anyways. I might as well 
to show up to your wedding. I'm already there pinning boutonnieres and putting centerpieces out. I might as well help organize you as you walk down the aisle and charge you an extra $3,000 or something. So, Dustin, what you're kind of getting into, uh, which I think is the reason I put it in the follow-up in the first place, is a very good distinction to make, is that there is a difference between a wedding planner and a day-of-event coordinator. And a day-of-event coordinator is the sort of person Dustin's talking about who would make out a schedule where, when people need to be at certain places and uh, what times things need to happen. And a lot of planners have something in their packages that includes day-of-event coordination. But then there are some people who just do day-of-event coordination. They don't even plan. And some people who just do planning and don't do day-of-event coordination at all. Where Stephen and I do both. <laughs> No, no, we don't. We're, the We're starting our own company. You're here to hear for. You are hearing it here first, called the Wedding Photo Hangover Planning Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's we come good. hungover. Yep, from the wedding we shot the day before. We only do Sunday weddings. Yeah, or Monday and, weddings uh, sometimes. Or Monday, yeah, either or, um, or you know Tuesday. Tuesday's a good day. And uh, we'll be completely <laughs> as long hungover. As you can book us a wedding on that Monday, <laughs> and we will both plan. And coordinate your wedding while we record the podcast. Sounds good to me. All right. Book us. So <laughs> day of event coordinators and planners can both be super helpful to a photographer. Um, the planner a lot of times does a lot of work ahead of time, getting things set up for the actual day, uh, figuring out what vendors are going to be used, helping the bride and groom figure things out like paying vendors, tipping vendors, stuff like that. I would say most of the time if Jen and I get a tip at a wedding, it's because there was a wedding planner who was involved with the wedding or a day of event coordinator. But um, it's usually something like that. Um, so they're, they're people who really know the ins and outs of the business. And I'm really sad to hear that Fort Wayne doesn't have some people who you think are better at this because it is one of the most helpful things on the day of a wedding is when somebody else is there who knows when things are supposed to happen, where they're supposed to happen. And if something goes wrong, they can make calls and try to figure it out so that you as a photographer don't have to worry about it. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, a huge thing is always seems to be transportation and like how people are getting to like the first look or other things at the right time. And it's typically like the day of event coordinators and planners who are on top of that when things fail sometimes because it's very rare. But every once in a while, like the transportation person will show up to the wrong place or they won't show up at all because they thought it was a different day or something like that. And Mm -hmm. um, in every single one of those situations that Jen and I have experienced, it's always been some sort of planner or coordinator who has somehow figured out how to fix that situation. And so like legit, they're really good at logistics. And so like that is an awesome thing to have on your side as somebody who's good at the logistics of the wedding day. So it sucks that in Fort Wayne, you guys feel like you have to do that all the time. Yeah, it's a a very underserved um, market in terms of that profession. And I don't know if it's just because uh, Fort Wayne brought, like we don't have enough high-end weddings um, that can support a full-time planner, like someone who can do it full-time, or what the case might be. But what it's caused is other vendors to kind of pick up the slack. And that's why I feel that most Fort Wayne photographers that are, that are good and have been doing this a while and florists and DJs and other people, uh, it has almost turned them into planners and coordinators because we know that there will never be one involved. And so we just naturally take over that role 
And so when we go to bigger markets and we do bigger weddings um, where there's one involved, we, we just don't know how to handle ourselves. Like trying to cage an animal, Stephen. Yeah. No, uh, one of my favorite things is like when something goes wrong on the actual wedding day and then we'll have like the coordinator come up to us and say something like, hey, is there any way you could have the photos done a little early because, or you could take a little less time because then I don't have to be the one who makes that sort of decision or makes that call. And I just say to them like, yeah, no, that's fine. Just as long as the bride and groom are okay with it. And then the planner or coordinator goes and talks to the bride and groom to make sure they're okay with it. Oh man, Dustin, that level of remove from, wow, I sound like a terrible human being. Oh no, I mean for sure that's the that's the beauty of having a wedding coordinator is that level of separation between anything that's going wrong and you. So like for example, like we had a wedding a few weeks ago um where the venue was without power all day. And I I knew about it and the I found out later that the groom knew about it. But I was like dreading that moment that I was going to have to tell the bride because I knew no one else was going to. Mhm. And so we delayed and delayed and delayed. And like, we actually, like they were joyriding around on their trolley and Corinne and I sprinted over to the venue, uh, the reception venue. And rewired the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I broke out my electrician gear and I just, I mean, they had rented generators and they had the whole thing like on emergency power going. And right before the bride pulls up, the power came back on. Nice. And I was just like, nose goes on who's going to have to tell the bride, by the way, you got married in August and you're not going to have air conditioning. Um, we're doing a candlelit reception <laughs> with, you know, strung lights. Cause that's all that our generators are going to power so that we can keep the kitchen operational. Jen and I were at a wedding where the electricity went out back before we started shooting weddings together. It was just, we were there as guests and the power went out and just, all the air conditioning died. It was the middle of July and it was maybe like 110 degrees inside the building. It's not great. That sounds fantastic. Nora's just sweeping the floor back behind me. Love it. She's the best housekeeper money can buy. Just like Dustin, you shoot with your left eye open? What is yeah. this craziness? I've, I've shot with you several times doing video while you're Hold doing on. photo and I've never seen your left eye open. Before we get into this though, Steve... Can we just ask one question? Yeah. One question, Steve. That's all I have. Yeah, go for it. Where are your Mickey Mouse ears, you <laughs> vacationing son of a bitch? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Even you just got back from the most magical place on earth, Harry Potter World. Just a sec. So what is this about Mickey Mouse ears? Yeah, Stephen, you just got back from the most magical place on earth. Not to mention you went to Harry Potter World. And I don't even get some Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't uh, you noticed I didn't put anything about my vacation in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you don't like to showboat that you are a successful entrepreneur and you shoot all these weddings, but you also <laughs> take time out of the most busy time of the year, which is fall for us Midwest photographers. Uh, to go on a little wine and food tour down in Disney. Mm. Yeah, it's okay, Steve. Uh, since I have to live with this being rubbed into my face, um, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. the listeners deserve it too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to talk about the family vacation very much, uh, but I will talk about something 
that I think is a real problem. I listen to a lot of podcasts, Dustin. A lot of podcasts. Perhaps an addiction? Perhaps an addiction. Um, One thing I've noticed in all the podcasts I've listened to is that whenever one of the hosts goes to Disney, they always come back from Disney. And if it's a podcast... As one one would. (laughs) And if it's a podcast with two men, they talk about Disney. And do you know what the number one thing all the podcasts that I listen to seem to end up having in common after they go to Disney? I don't know, Steve, because I only listen to this podcast because in my humble opinion, Steve, this is the only podcast worth listening to. Well, they all have this thing in common that makes me stop listening to their podcasts where they feel like after they go to Disney as a, as a, as as two white men in America, they need to tell everybody (laughs) about all which, which Disney characters they would most like to fornicate with. It is the what. One, no, what 100%. podcast do you listen to, Steve? Mm, other photography podcasts? <laughs> I think that's the question everybody is asking right now. Is like, oh my gosh. I'm specifically talking about another photography podcast <laughs> right now. Uh, ben Hartley, you just got put on blast. <laughs> well, I got to cut that out now. Ben Hartley's a good boy. He'd never talk about fornicating with a Disney character. Well, then maybe you should listen mm. to his podcast instead of whatever podcast you're listening to. Uh, no, uh, it's I've heard it on many, many different podcast shows, and I don't under I don't I don't understand it, Dustin. Like, what is it about a man's ego that makes him think other people want to hear him talk about having which cartoon characters he would like to form? Like. I don't even want, this is, this is too far for me. I don't even want to. There's one other thing that, there's one other thing that a lot of podcasters do when they get back from Disney, and that is to complain about the other people at Disney, specifically that, oh, everybody there is like overweight and America sucks and everybody had sodas. And like, if you don't want to be around people, like don't go to a theme park, like I don't know. I, I, I'm really not a fan of hearing other people talk about on their non-Disney podcasts, talk about like their experience at Disney. So did you bring a camera? Oh, hell no. You think I, you think I want, want that weight on me all day long? The only question I want to know, Stephen, the only question I want to know is... Only question. And this is purely because we are going to Disney next year. Mm-hmm. You did, you buy the fo- did you buy the photo pass? Then? No. Doesn't, we did have one more thing of follow-up. Did we? So two weeks ago, during uh, we were talking about the, the photographer who shot a bunch of weddings and then like two years later still hadn't given photos to people or five years later or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so listener Alicia Semrock wrote in underneath that story in our Facebook group, and she shared her own story. So she says... They had a friend take their wedding pictures back in 2007 when they got married. Their friend was going to school for photography and wanted to build his portfolio. Her husband and herself were super young and broke when they got married. They weren't expecting outstanding quality, just some decent amateur photos to remember the day. Months later, after no contact from him, we asked for our photos and he had just dropped off the face of the earth. He had blocked their phone numbers and if they used an alternate number to call... He would just hang up. They heard through the grapevine that it was something about corrupted files. Then he Mm. decided to move out of town. But luckily his roommate... He must shoot on two cards. 
Luckily, his roommate, who was sick of the drama, went through all of his stuff and found a disc of the wedding with just a handful of photos on it and delivered it to us. They got those photos about a year and a half later. Their first child was already born by then. That same photographer who shot their wedding also shot another friend's wedding several months after. Exact same story. Ironically, after their terrible experience and after their friend's terrible experience, both herself and her friend became wedding photographers years later. (laughs) Isn't that the case with most? You have a terrible experience and you're like, there has to be a better way. I must be that better way. Yeah. No, I mean, Jen, Jen and I have a similar story uh, until it gets to the part where like, you know, the, the photos never came back. <laughs> we, we had a friend take our photos who was trying to build his portfolio. He'd second shot a few weddings, was trying to get into like first shooting and he did it all of our Dustin photos. McKibben. <laughs> I didn't even know you back then. I'm sorry, bud. Otherwise I would have had you. Um, but I mean, it took like a two months or something like that before we saw the photos from the, the wedding. And I, I mean, we were perfectly pleased with the photos. Like they were great photos and everything, but especially, especially the groom's hair. Yeah. Especially the groom's hair. Everybody loved the groom's hair. I showed Ian, that my son, afro. a picture of, yeah, my, my blonde curly afro. And he could not believe that that was a thing that I let grow on my head. <sighs> it was a different time, yeah. Dustin, and I was a different person. I'd like to know where where you keep it now. Is it alive somewhere? Just uh, like drinking beer, that, waiting to come back, hiding that in the shadows. That blonde curly afro is falling off into sinks, showers, <laughs> toilets, <laughs> uh, couches, left, rugs. Left a part just, of it yeah. on Space Mountain. <laughs> yep. Nice. That, that's before we went to Harry Potter World. Anyway, man, that was a lot of like real ugh, yuck, yuck. Nobody mm. wants to know all that about my life. Yuck on your yum. Dustin, let's move into topics. Dustin, you're mad this week. You're so mad. Yeah, I know, Steve. I'm kind of taking the role of you this week. Maybe it's fall. Maybe yeah. it's this busy <laughs> wedding season. You already went on a rant about coordinators and planners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the end of wedding season. Um, but no, I, I've had yeah, just two things, both in the same day, coincidentally, um, that just kind of like one building on the other. Uh, so as some of you know, as uh, we've talked in earlier episodes about how I also do a tremendous amount of real estate photography, uh, during the week. Um, yeah, I was shooting a house yesterday, photographing a house and I get a text message out of the blue, uh, from a realtor with a lockbox code and an address and a time that the homeowner would be home and then a permission that it would be okay to photograph the house before the homeowner got home. And of course, being so busy at what I do in weddings and so on and so forth, I was like, oh shit, I totally forgot to put this in my, in my calendar because I live and die by my calendar. And I was like, I can't believe I forgot to put this in my calendar. Like, how am I going to squeeze this house in today? And being that I didn't even know who this realtor was, I was like, she must have been one that called me and scheduled it. And I just totally spaced on it. And so I text her back asking her for her contact information and, you know, letting her know that I would, you know, I would make sure it got done today. And she's, you know, sent me back like, cool, awesome. Thank you so much. And I was like, great. 
And uh, I was like, okay, I'm not too far from there. So I pushed back all my other shoots in the day by an hour and a half so that I could squeeze this in. And so I get there and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way I talked to someone about this. This house is like way bigger and way more complex than anything I I would have quoted my normal pricing for. Um, and so I tried calling like four times this realtor and didn't get a hold of her. And I was like, well, you know, I'm here. Let me just go ahead and do this. And, you know, we'll hash out the pricing later. And so I shoot the house um, and I'm getting ready to fly my drone and do the exterior when she finally calls me back. And she's like, hey, I got your message about the house on such and such street. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just finished up photographing the inside. She's like, um, excuse me? Like, what do you mean? You've just finished photographing the inside. And I'm like, yeah, uh, just finished photographing the inside and I'm getting ready to do the outside. And I just wanted to go over details because there had some like pole barns and stuff. And she's like, um, I think there must have been some sort of miscommunication. And I'm like, I look back at my text. I'm like, I'm not sure how there could have been. You sent me the lockbox code, the address, and told me what time that the homeowner would be home. And I'm like reading verbatim her text to her. And she's like, no, I, I don't know where you're getting this information from. But no, I hired someone else to shoot that house. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm getting the information from the text coming from your number to my number over cell phone towers. And I was like, and she's like, no, you should not be at that house right now. Like you are breaking and entering. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I, Destin, you were, you were breaking and entering. And she's like, she's like, no, I hired someone named Jason. And she's like, you're not him, are you? And I'm like, and a part of me wanted to be like, yes, yes, I am him. I was like, no. And I was, I was so mad, Stephen. I was, I just spent like an hour, hour and a half photographing this like massive, massive house. Um, and to find out that she accidentally texted me when she meant to text another photographer with the lockbox. Your friend Jason Mann. Yes. <laughs> and I wasn't I love mad at it him. even more because. <laughs> because it is jason and he is your friend and i know him yes. and he's rated this podcast he's a listener to this podcast <laughs> yes and I, oh, so i gosh. immediately called him when i got off the phone with her <laughs> and i was just like hey you know i've already photographed this house like i don't know if you like want well because he and i shoot real estate very differently um like i light all of my my interior shots or he does more of the HDR style. Mm -hmm. And so like, it just, it wouldn't mesh with what he does. His, yeah. yeah. So if he came back and just shot the exterior, for example, it would look so vastly different um, with the way he shoots. And so I was just like, I was so mad, Steven. I was mainly cause <laughs> like, A, I just wasted time. B, I pushed back all my other shoots I had going forward in the day and this this house was like an hour away from my house. So it's like I'm out in the middle of nowhere. And and then just like how this realtor handled the situation was just complete disrespect and disregard for my time. I was just, I was <laughs> very upset. But you kind of deserved it because you knew that this wasn't something you had discussed. You knew. No, I didn't. I didn't know though. I was, I was like... Cause I get calls all the time from realtors just like, like shopping around. Like, I wonder if there's someone cheaper out there than the person I currently use. And so 
all the time I'm getting calls, you know, and I'm like, oh, maybe this was one of those calls where they thought that they had scheduled me, but hadn't like actually scheduled me. And, and, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to burn a bridge that hasn't been built yet. And I was like, I'm just, I'm going to just go ahead and do the house. And no, no. So you made an assumption and what happens when we make assumptions, Dustin? So, but would it be considered an assumption when the realtor sends you the address and the lockbox code? Yeah. If you don't have any other thing corroborating that you were supposed to shoot the house, why did you go into that house? This is 100% on you. It's your fault. Because I had the lockbox code and the address. Just because you have a lockbox code, it doesn't mean you should go into houses. No, but I texted her back saying, great, I'll get the house done today. And she sends me the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> That's me saying, great, this is a done deal, <laughs> not knowing that she thought she was texting Jason. Okay, okay, I, I missed I miss the part where she sent you back a thumbs up emoji because you had said you couldn't get a hold of her, so I just assumed that's what it was. Right, well, because, no, she's, we confirmed in my mind the shoot via text, but then I, I like to get details like how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, and things like that. And so after I finished up the house I was shooting, I was giving her like phone calls on the way to this house just to be like, you know, sometimes realtors, if there's like something special, they want it highlighted like, oh, there's built-ins above the fireplace. Make sure you get a good photo of that. Or there's crystal doorknobs on the closets. So now because in typical Dustin fashion, you held back parts, parts of the story until I came down on you. So that then you could be like, whoa, no, 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 you know. <laughs> I didn't hold back. You just selectively listened, Steve. You just selectively listened. I'll, I'll go back and see if I hear you saying you got a thumbs up emoji from her ever. But yep, it's in there. Maybe not in that specific <laughs> verbiage, but I did get you know confirmation. But yeah, then text. at that point when she says you're breaking and entering, the answer is no, I'm not. You told me to shoot this. Here's the text. Done. So, well, so now the question is moving forward, getting past Dustin's anger. No, the answer is you need to send a bill to that realtor because she hired you. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at now is like, do I let this go or do I send her some sort of at least like a trip charge type invoice? And if I do, I have to send it knowing, you know, it's going to piss her off. There's no way I'm going to get paid. Um, unless I take her to like small claims court, which, you know, a trip charge is going to be like somewhere in the neighborhood of like a hundred bucks. Is it worth taking a realtor to small claims court for a hundred dollars? I feel like at this um, point, yes, it's, it's not about the money anymore. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, I feel like I was talking to another realtor about it just to get like, I was, I just wanted professional opinions to know if this is something that has ever happened before. Um, cause I just felt kind of like walked on like, oh, she made this mistake, but now I'm the one who paying for it. it. Exactly. And I wanted some sort of accountability that like, no, you made the mistake of sending you wanted text. somebody to pet your head and tell you you're a good boy. Exactly. Steven, I knew that wasn't going to be you. Here you I are, buddy. No, 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 no. Now that I know the full story, now that it finally came out, I want you to know you're a good boy. You're a good, good boy. Who's All a good boy? Who's it's a good, good boy? boy. You are. Throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Dustin, you know what? We skipped an important part of the episode. So now we Did have we? to go back in time. Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? 
today. Today it's the middle of the day. It's actually we <laughs> yeah. started recording before noon. This is oh wow, this is gonna look bad. Uh, Dustin, what are you drinking? Well, Steve, because it's before noon and because I still have a tremendous amount of photo shoots to do in a couple hours, I am drinking water. A clear liquid, maybe tequila, maybe vodka, uh, maybe gin. We don't know. Sure, sure, Steve. What are you drinking, Stephen? Because it sounded super tasty when you opened it. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin, tonight I am drinking the Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale. Pumpkin ales, pumpkin beer in general, is one of Jen's like favorite things in the world. So she's sick right now, and I bought this for her. She's sick right now, so yeah. I'm drinking it. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, this is a six-pack. I'm only drinking one. This is this is my way of motivating her to sleep more and get better sooner. <laughs> this pumpkin ale that you love, Jen. She's she hasn't actually had it yet. It's amazing though. It's very good. I would tell everybody to run right out to Seattle, Washington, and buy this Elysian Night Owl pumpkin ale. I flew all the way to Seattle to get mine. I definitely didn't go to my local grocery store and buy it there. As as one should. Yeah, but I mean, I would say it is definitely a great Washington beer for a great Indiana man. You know what? Let's correct that. It's a great American beer for a great American man. You know what? You know, we're going to piss off a lot of people don't live in America. When has that stopped us? It's a great Terran beer for a great Terran man. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't stop. It's a great universal beer. a great universal man. <laughs> it sounds like the most PC thing. Oh man, you know what? I had butterbeer at the at Harry Potter. At the Harry Potter world, I had that butterbeer. Dustin, you got to get to Harry Potter world and you got to try that butterbeer. It's like nothing in the world. It's so Steven, good. I've been to Harry Potter world and I've had that butterbeer. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about it the whole, we drove there. I know, mistake, right? We drove there and the whole drive back, all I could think was, I want to turn this car around and go back to Harry Potter world just to get more butter, butter beer. The most expensive drink in the world. If you did it that way. I mean, it's like 110 <laughs> bucks to get into universal for a day. And then you have to pay six bucks or whatever for the butter beer. That makes the idea of drinking butter beer like that much more de- depressing when you think like if you, if you value the beer based on the admission to the park, you're like, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was only $122 for this drink. <laughs> Uh, and it came with a souvenir, came with a souvenir plastic cup. Dude, I had a. They have a special beer in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the Hogshead beer. I tried that. It was it was all right. It was a little watery. I also at Animal Kingdom have a special beer, the Safari Amber, uh, which is made that the the Hogshead is made by like a local Tampa brewery, whereas mm-hmm. uh, at Universal. Whereas the Safari Amber at Disney is made by Anheuser-Busch and the Hogshead was notably better than the Safari Amber. I'm just saying, you know, most things Disney's better than Universal, but when it comes to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Universal is kicking some ass. That place is awesome. Yeah, but- also tried the pumpkin juice. Did you try the pumpkin juice when you were there? Yep. Oh man, that stuff's good. I mean, it's basically apple juice with like some pumpkin flavoring to it, but pumpkin spice flavoring or whatever, but man, blew my socks off. Dustin, let's get back to you being mad though, because I love that. <laughs> Dustin, you're also mad at some someone else, someone in your family, some two people in your families. Yeah. Last week we talked about how my wife and I uh, shot my sister's wedding how it was the just the joy and the delight of our year. 
and um are you saying that because you're afraid she's gonna listen to the last episode and then maybe listen to this episode too and be mad at no, you because i don't even i don't even care anymore don't even care. You don't even, you're so mad you don't care. Don't even care. So was it really the joy and delight of your year, Dustin? So right after I had this whole situation with this realtor, I came to find out that last week when I had a meeting um, I and my sister was over at my house, I was allowing her to kind of just quickly browse through her wedding photos on my laptop because, uh, you know, I'm the sweet, caring brother and... You know, I know that brides like really want to see their photos and my sister, I should mention, is a wedding photographer. And so I was like, well, I know, you know, she, you know, it's not going to any harm to let her just kind of peruse through the portraits because she was a little self-conscious because we were very rushed and the timeline was really terrible um, because of how things kind of came together. And so I wanted to give her a little peace of mind before she returned back home that, you know, we got a bunch of really great stuff and everything went really well. Now I, I granted had not even looked at these photos yet and I had simply loaded them into Lightroom. And so I was letting her peruse through them while I was in this meeting for about an hour and came back out and she was like, no, nah, they look great. Thank you so much. Loved them. And come to find out that she had snapped photos of my laptop screen with her iPhone, which normally I'd be like, okay, whatever, no big deal. She's a professional. Like she knows well enough, like not to post those photos, but apparently my mother does not. Wait, did she send them to your mother or did? Well, somehow they got to my mother. Did they share like a photos account in iCloud? No, no, they do not. That would be way more advanced than my mother is capable of. She didn't just like drop some of the unedited photo files, like the the DNGs into, or whatever Nikon uses, into like uh, into iMessage and just iMessage them to herself. She actually took cell phone photos. Cell phone photos, wow. Stephen. You can see the glare in the screen. Wow. Yeah, they're real. They're so. Anyways, moving forward, this this is not even what makes me mad. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of a betrayal of trust that my sister took photos of unedited photos with her phone, but that was just like simply to like show her husband and uh, you know let him know that like oh yeah, Dustin got some great stuff. Hey, uh, my brother, whose photography you've always kind of questioned whether or not it was good. Yeah, like, exactly. He did, he did do a job. Um, exactly. you know, I'll leave it to you to decide if it's a good job or a bad job, but it, the job was done. My mom took it a step further then because she thought in her mind that these photos were just amazing as, you know, I mean, that just goes to say, I guess the silver lining of this, Steve, is my photos are so good that you can take a picture of my picture, run it through some crappy filter and post it on Facebook and... You know, it's still amazing mm. um, because that's in my mom's mind what, you know, what she did. I think the moral of the story is that your mommy loves you and she just wants to share your work because she just loves it so much. And your mommy's finally proud of you. That was her defense. Her defense? Oh, my gosh. Was it a trial? Did you put her on blast? Uh, I, we're, no, we're no longer speaking as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but... Which will be awkward because I already have plane tickets to go visit her next month. But mommy just finally started liking you. She finally started being proud of you. Now, now you're not talking to mommy anymore? Yeah. So she posted these photos on Facebook and like all day on Saturday, like every hour she's posted a new photo 
And I just like the first one, I was like, okay, whatever. And then just like every hour, it was like a new photo. And they were just so bad. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it just pissed me off. You know what the thumbnail for this episode is going to be? I'm going to have to befriend your mom on Facebook and download those photos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking now to see. She took them off now. Oh. All right, I'm going to have to befriend your sister on Facebook and get her to send me one of those cell phone shots. <laughs> well, so so I in what I told my sister was, so I guess what I should backtrack just a hair uh, because Steve knows how I'm notorious for leaving bits and pieces out of stories. Yes, um, until it suits you to share them to try to make the other person look bad. I like to think of it as sort of, I like to think of it as kind of like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where Dustin was a ghost the whole time. <laughs> and then I kind of pull back the curtain, give you the crucial detail that tells you why I was the murderer. I For a wedding present to my sister, I printed two of her wedding photos that I thought were really good and gave her framed prints um, at like her brunch the day after the wedding. And Wow, your editor turned it around that fast for you? I still know how to edit, Steve. Oh, okay. Just checking. Just checking. And and so I gave her two of the photos, and she posted photos of those prints on Instagram and Facebook. As you do. Of course, those were shared by hundreds of people and commented and liked before I even had a chance to post them. And I was like, Corinne was like, Dustin, just bite your tongue, like... You know, it is oh, what it you is. You should have posted the photos to Instagram before you gave her the prints. Come on, Dustin. Why? Do, you know the game. Why would, I, why would I post them on Instagram before I gave her the prints? Then the prints no longer are a surprise. You use Hootsuite. You could queue up your Instagram <laughs> yeah. posts to go live the moment you give her. Be like, no, nah, I want to give her this print, but I got to wait until exactly at 11.25.25. Right. Exactly. Well, and I would have been happy if she'd been like, oh my gosh, Dustin, these these are so great. Could you send me these digital files so I can share these? No, nobody wants that. That's not the immediate gratification they're looking for. Photo, photo, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the society we live in. I, I take my phone out. I take a picture of that photo and I post it. So anyways, that's that's my rant. That's my anger for the week. Just or not just, I don't know. But that's... Uh, that's where I'm at with things. Dustin, I'm sorry, because I know that feeling of like, this is not how I want my brand to be represented. And it really sucks, buddy. Yeah. And it's just, I guess the other thing that kind of just kind of also for, you know, pissed me off was the fact that your mom like, cussed at you. Know, that That's normal. <laughs> um, that my, that my sister already had sort of this like terrible situation with her DJ um, and other various aspects of her wedding day. And now you're just the second vendor to present a terrible situation to her that she has to deal with. Well, and then then what it looks like is... She had a shitty wedding because of you and the DJ. It looks like when my mom posts these photos, that like, oh my gosh, like these are the quality of photos she got back from her from her photographer like i'm gonna like this out of pity but like gosh i feel so bad like she already had to go through so much with the dj now her photos look like that wait didn't her brother do these like oh my oh, gosh wow. doesn't we have to see these cell phone photos did you download any of them quick ask her to send those to you and just throw no, them because 
All I have to do to replicate this, Steve, is to take a photo of my screen. No, no, I don't want to see that. I want to see the exact pictures she posted. I want you to send them to the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. We're gonna post. You got to post them there for everybody to see. It's going to be real fun. It's a safe uh, place. Don't worry, Dustin. Steve, they're, ar- they're already gone. They're already deleted. Uh, just send a text to your sister. You know she'll send them to you. And then probably if she's anything like my sibling, she'll send you a snarky remark like, oh, I thought these weren't any good and you didn't want people to see them. Doing it right now just for you, Steven. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, buddy. Dustin, we got to throw this thing over now. We did an interview with Joe Fisher from Greetable. It's an amazing company. You guys are going to love it. Um, so stay tuned. We're, we're going to throw it over to the interview. And then as soon as the interview's out and done, we're going to do some Q&A. Today we are joined by Joe Fisher from Greetable. He is the founder of the company and we're going to talk to him a little bit about his company and the way it can save you time when you're trying to send out gifts to clients that you booked or to other vendors that you work with. I'm really excited to talk to Joe about this simply because Corinne and I are trying to work on a way to sort of step up our gift giving game. Joe, how are you doing today? Hey guys, I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. We, I think we can uh, think we we can help you out there, Dustin. Perfect. So, Joe, how long have you guys been running your company, Greetable? Yes, we launched uh, just about three years ago. Actually, is today the twenty third. Three years ago today. Wow. Quite literally, I just I just realized that. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, uh, I think Zoe, my co-founder, and I were were probably lying on the floor, uh, passed out in the office uh, at this very moment three years ago because it was quite a sprint to push the big red button. And and I remember I remember something something in the blur and the, in the haze of that moment uh, that we were about zonked out. So that's that's a wild memory. Maybe somebody will send you a gift today. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. I, <laughs> we're clearly not doing a very good job of celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really the business of celebrating. It's more of the business of gift giving. Right. right, You got to set a calendar reminder so you can send a greetable to Zoe every single year on the birthday then, right? Yeah, we actually, we, and we do have reminders on our app. We actually just released like a a really upgraded version of reminders. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to put that on there right now because uh, that is definitely a good call. (laughs) That's what we're here for, Joe. Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) There's always phase two of the app, Joe, where it can just be Steven and I's voice you know, reminding people for you, like an audible kind of like, Hey, just so you guys know, it's time for your wife's birthday. Please send her a gift. I think we could work on that. I like it. Steve's voice probably sells better than mine. though. (laughs) (laughs) It's not true, Dustin. Uh, so Joe, what was kind of the impetus behind the company and why you guys decided to make a company that's all about helping businesses, like send out gifts to clients? Is that an app description, businesses sending gifts to clients? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's I think that's fair. We started with um, kind of the you know, the idea. So I was I was kind of traveling around the world and and there's like nothing that makes you feel, you know, lonely and unimportant, like being on a continent with a billion people and realizing that none of them care, you know, if you wake up alive tomorrow, you know, type, type thing. And and it was just one of those moments where it's it's like, man, you know, relationships are really important. Like that's the thing that matters, right? Mm-hmm. And and coming back, I, I had a you know, just you know, a couple of random ideas, and I was I was working on something for a friend's wedding, and kind of came up with this idea. And it wasn't an idea for a business at all. It was it was really just something I was doing, you know, for this wedding. And and uh, and the reactions I got from people that saw it just you know it, it just made me kind of stop in my tracks. And, and then I started looking in, into the 
kind of into the market for kind of you know greeting cards and gifts and and you know unique things like that. And I just thought you know this is there's something to this. And so we started working on it, and and we you know went through a bunch of different iterations, and uh, and ultimately you know kind of kind of launched with this. And the photo customization was a really really big important thing that that we wanted to make right. And like I said, like we kind of we kind of launched with this idea of. If, we call it the gifting gap. It's those times when a greeting card's not enough, but you know, spending 50 bucks on flowers doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. And and you know, it's got to be really beautiful, really personal, and uh, and and frankly convenient because we're all busy today. So that's that's where we you know we've really launched. We've shipped over a quarter million units since then, and uh, wow. a bunch of things. And and one of the things that we've learned is that small business owners, creative professionals, photographers, frankly, uh, in particular, really really benefit from using this in their in their kind of client strategy. So many businesses are so relationship driven, and I think photography is one of those. Uh, and then, of course, you have the bonus of, of being able to display some of your your own work right right in the gift that you can send in a couple of minutes for you know twenty bucks. And and so it's it's just the stars just have just aligned you know around this around you know wedding photographers or just you know photographers in general, but specifically wedding and lifestyle photographers that just see a way to either you know strengthen the client relationship or a lot of times. Um, generate some excitement about the big day, um, you know, like whether it's a, a month or two ahead of time, but, you know, uh, we, we shot some engagement photos here, you know, here's a sneak peek. And, and by the way, I'm just really excited to work with you. The other way is so many people get so many of their leads, their new customers from referrals and, and having a, a really fail safe way to kind of really show appreciation for that has been a big driver as well. They're gifts that, like you said, aren't gonna necessarily like break the budget, it's kind of like, I don't want to say throwaway money, but it's not any more than like a couple cup, you know, cups of coffee to just mindlessly send someone something, but in a thoughtful way, <laughs> which is what kind of got me. Mindlessly in the sense that it's very easy to do, but still thoughtful enough that you incorporate personal touches. So it doesn't feel like, oh, that person took zero time to do that. But like I did it from my bed last night when I sent Steve a lovely gift. Oh, Dustin, you shouldn't have. That's so sweet. That's, that's really it, though. That's what we hear from people. They're, it's kind of like in some cases, people are almost like a little sheepish about it. They're like, I, you know, the reaction I got for this, I almost feel like it was too much because I only spent mm-hmm. $20 and, and five minutes on it or, you know, something like that. Uh, but that's really what we're what we're what we're trying to do is just help people not not remove the authenticity of it right i mean there's right. so many people that you know you can you can use something that sends sends me a link and then i click the link and then i fill out all of all of the you know what size shirt i wear and what you know where my address is and all, you know all this kind of stuff it's like oh i just did all the work for my own gift that's not really that personal but you know we like to kind of just make it as easy as possible to to be really you know kind of personal and and genuine and uh, and i think the i think the perceived value of of our product is, is, is much higher than, than what it actually costs. I, when we were going on to like order gifts for each other, Dustin and I, I was just like, wow, you gave us like a, it was like a $25 credit. And I was just like looking at the gifts and the boxes, um, before I looked at the prices and I was just like, there's no way we'll be able to get any of these gifts for under $25. And I was incredibly surprised to see um, with a box and a gift, like you could start off at like a $12 price point almost. Right. Right. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, you can get out the door with with shipping. You can get out the door for about sixteen bucks, and and then you know we do we have a this this kind of our our prime our version of prime you know free shipping type stuff um, that uh, that you know kind of a membership that we sell as well for twenty nine. But and that's what we see a lot of people do is is kind of like you know what I'm going to send. If, you know, if I have 20 clients in a year, I'm going to send, I'm going to use this at least once, you know, for each client. And then by the way, I might have a handful of referrals that I send or whatever. So this $29 for free shipping is, you know, it's just a no brainer. And, and, uh, and that's what we're, that's what we're trying to, we're trying to just, just trying to provide value first and, um, and, you know, and really, you know, try to take care of our customers as well as possible. We're, we have a couple of little things that we're, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not you know, to you, but we have a couple of little things that we're, um, we're working on to kind of take it to the next level, specifically for photographers, and that's doing actually custom prints. So Ooh. we've done a, a handful of this, is kind of still in beta mode, but done a handful of these where, you know, you can actually, like you have your own brand and your own design and things like that. And, and while we don't want to be just like a logo box that you just, you know, slap a logo on, cause that doesn't look very good, but you have some brand elements and, and actually create that turn that into kind of a, your own customized print that you can use every time you send one. And that's been, uh, the, the reactions there have been very, very positive. So we're excited about that. So have you sent out like many of the like custom prints yet? Like have, have you started shipping that already? We, we have, yeah, we have. It's, it's like I said, it's, we, we, it's not the kind of thing we're talking a lot about. I mean, I realize I'm talking about it now. It's a very, very, uh, you know, kind of focused, uh, you know, focused audience. So it's not the kind of thing we're screaming from the rooftops, but we are, uh, we are open. Uh, like, like it's, it's live, it works, it, you know, everything else we've seen people use it. Um, and like I said, the people that, um, that, you know, that are kind of, uh, you know, coming in and saying, oh yeah, this is, you yeah, know, this, this is, this is the kind of thing, this is basically what I'm going to use this year. This is going to be my go-to. So can, um, can you kind of spill the beans on what these custom prints are going to look like? Well, well, they, um, they, they were what customized. You yeah. Well, they're customized to your, your, your brand. So let, let's say, um, you know, let's say you're, you know, you have your, you know, your brand colors and your, you know, your, um, um, you know, specific brand elements that, you know, that you use in your business, you can mm -hmm. essentially create a customized print, uh, that is that, that incorporates those elements into the greetable print. And then each time you use it to send to a client, you're, it's kind of even more tailored to your, you, know, you can still do the photos and the message on the inside, of course, but that, that entire experience is really, really um, kind of, uh, it's, it's just very tailored to your, your specific kind of, you know, photography brand. That's awesome. Yeah, just the more, sense? yeah, like the more automated you can make it, I think like the better um, ease of use you know, for us lazy photographers. Yeah, no, exactly. So that would be, yeah. So, so just, just to, just to say that that's, that's a good call. Cause I probably didn't explain that very well. Um, it, it's, it's like a one-time upload. Like we, we set you up one time on it and then it's there every time you want to go use it. Joe, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, sitting down to talk with us about your product and stuff. Um, literally last night after I got done going through the whole process of picking out a gift and everything, I texted like 10 of my friends and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is maybe the coolest thing. I see how it works so incredibly well. And then afterwards I was like, why did I text those 10 friends? <laughs> I should have told them to tune into the podcast and listen to the interview. I'm an idiot, but <laughs> It was just one of those things where it's like everything just clicked for me and it was just like this is an amazing product and it's definitely going to change like the way that businesses are run like because it's so easy just to 
oh, this planner referred me. I should send her a thank you gift. Boom. It's done. It takes like right. two minutes. And like, I just, I absolutely cannot like stress enough how much I love this. And so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on just to talk to us and to uh, talk to our listeners a little bit about that. And I also wanted to ask like, what is your favorite gift? Um, that's a great question. And, um, for, first of all, thanks for the kind words that I, I mean, that, that, that it means a lot. It means a lot to hear that it, it, it you know, I never get tired of hearing stuff like that. Um, and, and I agree that I think that, um, um, you know, we, we want to help people. We would frankly want to help grow people's businesses. That's, that's what we want to do. We want to do it through building better relationships, which I can't think of a better way to do it. Um, so, so we're very excited that we're, you know, we're kind of on this path. Um, and, and really, you know, like I said, your, your words just mean a lot. Um, my, you know, my favorite gift is, is probably the, uh, mouth party caramels. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is one, it's one that we started and there's a couple of reasons. One, it's a fantastic gift. It, it's fantastic. I'm like not even a caramel person and these caramels are amazing. Interesting. Um, and, and they're, it, it's a, it's a small ish shop, um, out of Baltimore and they were, they were one of the original gifts, um, that we launched with. We're still, you know, we still have them up and they've been so great to work with, uh, you know, so many times. I, I mean, I have it's been a while since I personally communicated with them, but like when I did back in the day, like Ashley was great. They've like, they've had floods in their, in their place where they had to shut down and they've grown out. They, they, you know, continue mm-hmm. to grow. It's just like a really good, I, I think we've helped them grow and, and they've helped us grow in a, you know, in a sense. Um, so, so it's just, uh, they've been a great partner and that's, that's, you know, part of the reason. Um, I also really like our, our couple of our candles. We have, uh, we just have some awesome candles and the desert sage and the woodwick candles are just, they're, they're just really good. Um, so, so those would probably be a couple of my favorites. Nice. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, sit down with us and have a conversation about your business. It's incredible. Just absolutely incredible. Really, really appreciate to, uh, you know, to be here and, and thanks for, thanks for what you guys are doing. I hope you guys love that interview we just did with Joe Fisher. That company is just, it's incredible and it's awesome. And you should run over and check it out right now. Uh, Or don't because they're actually going to be sponsoring the next few episodes of the podcast. And they're going to have a discount code for everybody out there. You can get 15. (laughs) Wait, what? We're getting sponsored? Yeah, that's right. We sold out, buddy. (laughs) Steven. Oh, gosh. Listeners. Ah. I, I shouldn't have broken it to Dustin this way. <laughs> I'm choking on my own tequila. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have broken it to him this way. We sold out. I eat a Roya. Dustin didn't know that he was selling out, but he sold out. <laughs> we both sold out. No, we've, we've sold out together. <laughs> we sold out together. Um, oh, my yeah. gracious, Steven. So if you guys wait till next week, we're going to have a discount code for you. But run over to the website now. Check it out. It's so good. And if you do end up ordering something, just uh, send send a real quick message to them and just be like, oh my gosh, I loved your interview on the Wedding Photo Hangover. This is going to change the way I run my business, the way I send gifts out, the way I show people that I appreciate them. Because just looking at it, like running through like the steps to send Dustin a gift because I appreciate him and I love him. I sent all you I a gift, think, Steven, because I, I, all I, I, could think I was, heart you. This is going to completely change like the way... I, I do like appreciation stuff for my clients and for my friends and my family because it takes so much hassle and so much trouble out of that kind of stuff. And because we love and appreciate all of our listeners, 
Stephen is going to actually send all of you a gift. So if you could DM him all of your addresses and contact information, social security, credit card, all that good stuff, uh, Stephen is going to hook you up. Um, yeah, no. Uh, if you sponsor the podcast on Anchor for four ninety nine a month, Dustin and I will send you some caramels or something. Just shoot, shoot, hmm. us, shoot us your address. I'm totally cool with doing that. And if you really like this service, um, feel free to send Stephen and I a little gift from this site. Um, I like caramels. You can send that straight to Dustin and I's joint address. It is 666 <laughs> Hell Street. Uh, or 77 Heaven Ave. 7777777777. All right, let's do some Q&A. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. All right. Dustin, Alex Bruce from our very own Facebook group says, Hi, everyone. So we're in a bit of a pickle and I'd love to get feedback. We shot a I wedding last weekend at a local vineyard. Where we live, there are lots of vineyards. They all do weddings and this is one of the larger ones. It's worth noting that the place is very large. They hold small concerts there sometimes. So each time we work there, we're working with someone different and haven't been able to establish relationships with any of the staff. We have a number of weddings booked there and we'll definitely be back. Okay, so we posted a sneak peek image to Instagram and it looks like the venue took a screenshot of the image and posted it themselves on both their Instagram and Facebook. Of course, with no photo credit or tag. D-bags. I messaged them. I messaged them on Facebook and Instagram and was super nice. I just asked for credit. They blew off both my messages. No reply at all. So at this point, it's become a matter of principle because they're stealing my work and being assholes about it. So I'm thinking of reporting the post as infringing on my copyright and having them taken down. At the same time, I wanted to do that to my mom's post last night. At the same time. It's one of the more prominent venues in my area and not a place I really want to make enemies. There's a very active wedding vendor association in my area and pissing these people off just seems like a bad idea. I don't have any doubt I'm in the right. I'm just not sure if making waves is worth it. Would love to hear everyone's feedback. Dustin, what is your feedback? What would you do? Sue him. That's it? That's, that's all the advice Dustin has for you? Just sue them. It's the end of wedding season. I'm cold and bitter. I would, yeah. I would send them a thoughtfully worded letter with a fake attorney letterhead that you Photoshop up. <laughs> I like this. I like just, this. And then just follow up with an email address, like an email from a Gmail you make up from said attorney who represents you. Just letting them know that they have, you know, X amount of business days to respond to the letter that, you know, was delivered on X date, according to your records. And if action is not taken, uh, a court date will be set and damages will be, you know, incurred. How legal is what you're saying, Dustin? Faking, 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 faking a letterhead from your lawyer and saying you're going to set a court date. How legal is that? It's super legal. Super, super legal. Your advice, Dustin, is to draft up fake legal papers and... Or if you have a friend who's a lawyer, Alex, you can draft up real legal papers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I don't want to see you do is I don't really want to see you incur any expenses 
on this front. Like when we went through our copyright dilemma with the roofing company, um, we have a personal friend who's an attorney. So she was willing to draft up the papers mm-hmm. um, to send to them at no cost to me. Um, so it was, uh, now if it had gone to court, then obviously that would be a different story. But just to draft up a, you know, a letter and then put a stamp on it, she didn't charge me anything for that. You sent her a gift from Greetable afterwards, right? To let her know how much you that's appreciated like, that's it. That's a fantastic idea, Stephen. Now I was going to do free family photos, but this will be way cheaper. I yeah. Totally send one from Greetable. So Alex, Dustin says fake legal papers, but, but I think there's another thing you could do, Alex. What? Steve, please tell us. It's a very big vineyard, right? Oh no. <laughs> Even don't. They, they can't monitor the whole vineyard, right? Doesn't have. <laughs> I see where this is going. I see where it's headed, or at least I hope I see where it's headed. Do you know how much it costs to buy a gallon of gasoline? <laughs> Not where I thought it was going. You went darker. I'm just saying, Dustin. You could buy just a little little gasoline. You know, sneak on the property and. Douse, douse some of those those vines up and, you know, then you've hurt their business just as much as they've hurt yours. You're taking money directly out of their children's mouth, just like they took money out of, I assume, your children's mouth, Alex. Let me know if you don't have any children. Okay. Okay. Where did you think I was going, Dustin? This is where I thought you were going. Which Please this... don't burn anybody's in your town. And if you do... <laughs> Legally, that was not real advice I gave you. Legally, oh, that was so a joke. You're, <laughs> now you're not. Now you're not a lawyer, Stephen. Oh, I've never been a lawyer. <laughs> well, what I'm about to suggest is equally as illegal. But nice, nice. Yeah, I like way where this is more going. fun. Way more fun and way more creative than burning someone's <laughs> vineyard to the ground. Well, you know, you got gasoline. You don't have to just burn one row. Like you could, you know, make a cool pattern and burn that down. Burn then, your logo. Then burn all, your logo. All of a sudden, people are like, "Whoa, whoa!" I've heard of crop circles. I've never heard of vineyard circles. Now you got vineyard circles, and you've started a whole new trend all throughout the world. Alien spaceships landing in vineyards. You're not even at fault anymore. <laughs> it's the aliens' fault. It's just the the blasters. Yeah, it's the blasters from their spaceship that burned burned up it's them. It's just grapes. odd that their their blasters look like your logo. <laughs> Exact, exact replica of your logo, and how how you happen to be the one with, with your drone up in the air getting that shot? Just coincidence. Damn! Would you look at oh. that? It looks just like my logo. I gotta get this drone up in the air. I don't know how I was here while it was still burning, but <laughs> mm, whatever. Just I just came to talk to them about my copyright infringement. Uh, no, my idea, Stephen, was so they're they're already using your photos, right, for promotional purposes. Mm-hmm. Why not piggyback on that? So let's call it, I don't know, Red Wine Winery or whatever. So why don't you start up a secondary website? Let's call it Sycamore at Red Wine. Whatever. Something um, Sycamore, within that, that line. That sounds like a winery near you, Dustin. David. And Dustin, is this something you've done? You, <laughs> you start offering ceremonies at this said winery through this website using the photos that you know are yours that they have stolen from you to promote the website on social media um because as Steve alluded to it's a big it's probably a big vineyard you know they can't <laughs> monitor the whole thing so who's to say what 
you know, a handful of people gathering on the far side of the vineyard are doing. With or without gasoline. <laughs> or without gasoline. You want those good maybe burning photos for your wedding pictures. <laughs> maybe they're on a tour. Maybe they're having a ceremony. I mean, and who's to say you shouldn't, you know, get a little profit from that, Alex? Starting your own wedding ceremony company at the vineyard. <laughs> I like this idea. Now, and then you can refer them to the vineyard for the reception. It's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, totally works. <laughs> I don't see any way that could ever go wrong. <laughs> uh, that's where I thought you were going with it, is they're stealing your work, so why not steal their work by you getting paid to have weddings there? I mean, yeah, no, uh, that was a thought that crossed my mind, but I was like, how are you going to just steal a bunch of bottles of wine? Because that's where my mind goes is the alcohol, not not the location. But yeah, no, that's probably a better idea, not stealing wine and not burning yeah, the place it's, down. It's it's probably the most, like, if you did get into legal trouble with it, you could plead ignorance versus if you burnt their vineyard down or stole all of their <laughs> wine. Those you could probably not so much be like, oh, I didn't know I wasn't allowed to take their wine. But with this idea, you're like, well, they took my photos. So I thought that was like them giving me permission to use the ground because it's okay for them to take my stuff. So I thought I would just use the same locations that they took my pictures from. Beautiful. I love it, Dustin. I love what your yeah. mind is today. Sharp. All right, Dustin, let's move on down. Do you have something from the broader Facebook groups, a question you want you want to hit at? You want to take a look? Josh from the Facebook groups asks this little ditty. Anybody here have experience with churches, temples, banning videographers from their ceremony? Um, I assume this could be photographers or videographers. I'm not sure, but I'll continue. We have one church here in town that I have just filmed at, and they said, starting in 2019, they will be banning videographers altogether and using their own in-house cameras to sell to brides and grooms. I am quite concerned that churches are going to start to do this kind of thing en masse in my area, or maybe this kind of thing will die out with the older priests. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Perhaps I'm too... <laughs> Sorry. I'm just uh, waiting just the... for the priest to die. <laughs> Perhaps. Like saying trends die, well, the people die. Uh, perhaps I'm too worried about it as it is only the second church in my area to do this. But it seems the rules everywhere are getting tighter and tighter. I'm looking to hear what's up in your area. Do you have a growing or shrinking number of churches, temples doing this kind of thing? How have you responded to it? Thank you. So we do have a venue in Indianapolis, only one that I know of, which forces you to donate money to their church. It's something like 10% of whatever you charge the couple, you have to donate to the church, their church if you shoot their wedding. And the way to get around that is if you hire their daughter to shoot the wedding, then, you know, their daughter's already presumably tithing to their church, so they don't uh they don't charge. What? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, no, no. It's it's this weird venue in Indianapolis which charges 
it, it forces the couple to sign a contract saying if they want their wedding to be there, all their vendors have to tithe 10% of what they charge the couple to their church. Wow. Yeah, unless you use all in-house vendors. That's the only way around it. See, now, so I know some venues who have done some like weird stuff like that, but with like DJs, because they'll install some sort of an in- in-house system, and so they'll try to like u- utilize DJs um, where they're just essentially paying for the person and then charging the bride and groom like a full price like DJ package, mm-hmm. and then they have the bride and groom have to pay like some sort of fee or penalty if they want to bring in their own DJ. But no, I've never heard about some sort of like God tax on photographers. <laughs> God tax. Yeah, no, the thing that's weird about this venue is like, it's the bride and groom who signed the contract saying that their vendors will tithe so much money to the venue's church or whatever. But the vendors themselves aren't like a part of that contract. So like, I don't know. It's real weird. Uh, we've had, I think, one or two brides contact us this past year about getting married there. And they've both ended up going with the photographer, the the daughter of the venue, as opposed to us because of the weird tax thing. Is she good? No. <laughs> weird. So many questions I have about this. This is weirder than Josh's question. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, uh, it reminded me of uh, Devin Rowland posted recently about the U.S. Naval Academy. They are requiring going forward that all vendors pay 20% of their profit to them to have a wedding there. Because Yeah, so we had a venue, um, I want to say last year or the year before, that was toying with that kind of uh, pricing structure because I guess they had heard that other vendor venues were doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think they were kind of mis- misunderstanding because it's common practice for a catering company uh, to pay an, um, some sort of a percentage to the venue um, if a venue does not offer food. Same with alcohol. Um, by them not directly competing and then recommending alcohol, like a bar service and a caterer, they then will, in order to re- recoup those profits lost by not offering those services themselves, will then charge some sort of a fee onto the caterer and bartending service. Um, and that this, pe- this fee is, you know, usually pass right on to the couple in the contract as a line item that, you know, hey, we have to pay, you know, a 15% fee or a 10% fee or whatever uh, to your venue. And, you know, here's that fee. And we had a venue that was thinking about trying to extend that fee to every vendor that comes in. And everyone was like all bent out of shape about it. They were like, this is terrible. They can't do that. And I said, guys, why are you getting so upset about this? Like, all you have to do is do the same thing that caterers already do. When a bride and groom approaches you and they're like, hey, I'm getting married at XYZ venue. And there's, you know, I want to book you. You say, great, fantastic, love to. They book you. And then when you send them the contract, you just simply put in the contract. If a fee is established by the venue, it's going to be added to your final invoice. Easy, done, period. Mm, See, that's one way to get around it. I like this idea better, which is uh, like the U.S. Naval Academy says uh, you have to pay them 20% of your profit. 
not 20% of your revenue. So if you have your business set up as an LLC, like Jen and I do and like Dustin does, um, then you just pay money to yourself as an employee, basically. And so you just say, oh, well, it cost all of the money that was left over to hire Dustin McKibben to shoot this wedding for Dustin and Corinne or Jen Van Elk and Steve Van Elk for Jennifer Van Elk Photography. Or just Stephen off for Redwood Lane, you know, you want to get down with that, but whatever. Uh, so you just say, yeah, no, th- we paid all that money to them. We made zero profit as a company on this. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that is, uh, I'm not so certain that'll hold up legally, um, but <laughs> it's it's a really fun thing you could try. But specifically getting back to this weird thing where a venue is going to ban certain vendors from their place because they already have something installed like man this is just a real rough question and i want to say like you could sneak in there dustin which is like it's like 2.99 right now for a gallon of gasoline (laughs) man someone is in an arsenic well this is just such bullcrap like uh, it's happening to videographers, um, not photographers at this venue. But I mean, how far are they out from saying no photographers allowed to? Like, that's why I included this question in our whole thing is because uh, anything, anything you see where somebody is saying, like, intentionally, I'm going to hurt a videographer's business, you have to know that they're coming for photographers next because we are so closely related in what we do. And because so many people are already saying stuff like, well, they're shooting a 4K video. I can't, can I just pull still frames from the video? Like, why do I even need like photos and stuff like that? So like anytime you see somebody coming at a videographer, like you should be eyeing that. Like, because first they come for the videographers then they come for the photographers. Am I right, Dustin? And they come from your, come for your wives. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, so I shot a wedding a few years back um, in Vegas and that they had an in-house photographer at the venue that bride and groom got married at. And so I had to lie and pretend I was the bride's cousin mm-hmm. um, because that was the only way that they would allow photos is if you were family uh, of the couple. Mm-hmm. And they said that I was like, oh, I was just this college student. I was a cousin of the bride. I'm just starting off. I'm just learning. And, uh, but I had to take all the photos from my seat as like, I was a guest. (gasps) Dustin. Yeah. And, uh, because they did the same thing. They would like try to sell the photos to the couple afterwards, like, uh, some sort of a touristy type thing. So Jen's sister got married in the Dominican a few weeks ago and almost a month ago now, um, I did the photos. Technically, they have a photo package there that you can hire, but they're not ever going to tell you, like, you can't use your, you know, sibling, like, your siblings or whatever can't take photos. So I think that's how we got around that whole thing and how we were able to shoot, but I'm not 100% certain what's going on there because it was, like, a huge racket there. Like, they take photos of you every day, all day, kind of like at Disney or at Universal, and then they try to get Mm -hmm. you to pay for it at the end, you know? Sure. Which I say is a huge racket, but I mean, really, if you don't want to bring a camera and like there are things you want to remember, like oh, yeah, that time sure. a bird climbed on you, like, yeah, cool. Pay the money. Like, that's fine. That's why I ask if you got that Disney photo pass, yeah. because like part of me is like, oh, I kind of just don't even want to think about 
taking pictures. I kind of just want to like someone tap me on the shoulder, be like, "Hey, do you want a picture of that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, except it, then, it never happens like that. It's always like a set place. Like you can get a picture when you first walk in in front of the Epcot ball. It's not gotcha. like you're out in the park and somebody's like, oh my gosh, I saw this cute thing happening. Do you want a photo of that? That doesn't happen. That's how it should be. That's They need like wedding photographers oh, or photojournalists like actually capturing moments during the park. Super weird being there because we were there for the not so scary Halloween party. And a lot of people come to that dressed up as Disney characters. But then there are also Disney characters who are there. Dressed up as tourists. No, <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been great. A great spin, <laughs> but no. So then uh, during the not-so-scary Halloween party, there's a real question of like, is this person a Disney person who like I'm supposed to like talk to and like get a picture taken with, or are they a normal person who probably is just there like with their kids or trick-or-treating or whatever, and they don't, they don't want a bunch of people walking up and asking for photos with them with their daughter or son. That's awesome. So yeah, no, it's a it's a weird event. If you're ever in Disney in October, it's it's a crazy thing. You should definitely go to it. Get, they do trick or treating, and it's like they hand out handfuls of candy at every single trick or treating stop. And it was like we went to like three, and it was like, oh, we got more candy than our son gets going through our entire neighborhood on Halloween. And it's just like three different places. I think the question in everybody's like mind, though, Steve, is did you bring gasoline with you to Disney? <laughs> They won't let you in the park with it, Dustin. I tried, but you know, you Steve, do you travel with gasoline? It's like you're gonna, you expect me to pay how much for these photos? So many questions I have right now. You mean I'm not allowed to bring a wagon in the park? Oh my god! I just, I just walked into Harry Potter World, had a butter pit, then I burned this place down. Nobody else can experience this. It's too good. I need to hold on to this moment for myself and myself alone. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a good, good trip. Um, Goodbye, Gringotts. <laughs> but Dustin, what what you were talking about earlier with the whole um, thing of sitting in a seat, a few weeks ago I was shooting a wedding and I was told you're not allowed to stand down uh, on the main floor like to do any photos. If you want to do photos, you have to go up to the balcony and you have to pick a place and you have to stay in that place throughout the entire time of the wedding. You're not allowed to move to take photos. And uh, the person said this to me saying, you know, you have to pick a place, you have to stay there and um, you, or you have to go like up in the balcony. And they kind of said it like, oh man, like I expect you to be at the very back, you know, or whatever. So when it came time for photos, when they were walking down the aisle, she had said to me, you're allowed to take a photo of the bride walking down the aisle from the front. But after that, you have to pick your place and, you know, stick there. So I just picked a place right behind the family. <laughs> and I sat down in like the second or third row back. And then I just shot photos from there the whole time. And the entire time that the wedding was going on, I could feel the eyes of the church coordinator just like burning a hole in the back of my head as she was probably thinking to herself, damn it, I worded that one wrong. I have to figure out how to word this right next time so that <laughs> so that we don't have a photographer up at the front. Well, there's a lot of churches that, you know, prohibit you from like leaving the balcony after the ceremony starts mm -hmm. and how we get around that. A lot of times at this one church in particular, is uh, I actually have Crin wait in the car if there's any like stuff happening at the church before the ceremony. 
and I have her enter as a guest, like when people start coming in, and she just files into like the second or third row back and just sits there throughout the ceremony, snapping photos with like, uh, you know, like a prime lens or whatever. So it looks a little bit more just like she's just any other person taking photos from the front of the church. Mm-hmm. And um, it's worked uh, at least three times. And then on the fourth time, the lady was like, is that your wife up there? Because I thought she was helping you with family photos last time you were here. And I'm like, yeah, we just have a lot of family and uh, they get married here. <laughs> and she's just like, that's actually like our cousins. <laughs> Did that work or did she go yank Corinne out of the seat? No, she it worked. I'm like, yeah, it's just like my wife's just so passionate about helping people out with family photos that get married here because <laughs> I know I know how imp- I, I was I spun it. I was like, I know how important it is for you guys to start mass on time and how important it is that you know we get these guys out of here quick and fast and painless. And so, you know, she I just God bless her. She's just always so helpful um, you know, helping me get through that. I, I don't know I don't know what I would do without her. And, uh, and then I just diverge from there to like something else. I'm like, Oh, is there going to be communion during the service? I forgot to ask you. Well done, Dustin. Well done. Um, I did see twice throughout the wedding where I was sitting up at the front taking photos. The priest look at me and both times he looked at me like I was raising my camera to take a photo or something. And he just got like a little odd look on his face and then like a little smile. And I felt like that was his way of saying, ah, you got her, you got her. (laughs) Oh, oh my gracious. Our, uh, our priest this weekend said, uh, the wrong name when he introduced the bride and groom. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, that's rough. My favorite. I love it when that happens. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding photo hangover podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook in our very own Facebook group. It's just called Wedding Hangover. It's, it's a place to hang out and recoup. You know what I'm saying? If you want to find us other places, we're on, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can find us at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram, Wedding Hangover on Twitter. Dustin, you're up on that Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. I'm on Instagram at Stephen Van Elk. If you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover. That's the name of this podcast. And you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful to us into the making of this podcast. And as Dustin and I were just kicking around, if you sign up for like the four ninety nine tier, we, you know, we'll, we'll probably wait until like three months in to make sure you're serious about being there. We'll totally send you one of those greetable things with the caramels though that uh, Joe mm. was talking about. That's so good. Like, that just seems like a perfect fit. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can get down on that. But you can donate to the podcast to keep it running, to keep the production content so incredibly high. Dustin did a great job last week editing, I thought. I, I didn't think, but, you know, I'm thank you for saying such kind things. No, no, it's great. It sounded great. I'm, I was very happy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot... Another wedding. Dun, 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 dun. Doesn't you've been to Harry Potter, Potter World before? And you didn't tell me how yeah. good the butterbeer was? I mean, yeah. Yep. I went pre-kids. Pre-children. Oh, man. I guess, yeah. Last time I was in Disney, Ian was born. Nora was not. So, yeah, we, we could have gone pre-Nora. Well, Nora was, you know, on the way. But 
not out yet. Yeah, we went, uh, I think we were pregnant with, no, we weren't pregnant with Charlie. I was going to say, were you at Disney the same time I was at Disney? Were you at Disney the same no. time I was at Disney? We didn't go to Disney. We actually, so we, we planned a cruise for right after New Year's Eve. And we had a New Year's Eve wedding, and then we literally left the following day. Uh, did Harry Potter World for two days. Well, we did Universal for two days, Harry Potter World for one of those two. And then we left on a cruise with some friends. Cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a ton of fun. Awesome. Hey, Dustin, I gotta go. All right. Been great chatting with you, though. Bye. Bye. I'm just picturing, you know, Joe is like Santa. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!